This is Paul Gallant on 710 ESPN Seattle. Weekdays at 10 on 710 ESPN Seattle. At Gallant Says on Twitter. Text into the show at 710-710. Hello and welcome aboard the Paul Gallant Show, the most interactive sports talk show in Seattle on Friday. Friday, got to get down on Friday, July 2nd of 2021. Happy 4th of July weekend, everybody. Hope that you are if you're in the midst of traveling, having a safe trip to wherever you may be going, eastern Washington, perhaps some of the lakes all around us, and that you have a wonderful time with your family, friends, etc. I'm very much looking forward to this weekend. And more exciting is the fact that we finally have things open here in Seattle, including a full ballpark. I cannot wait to go to the ballpark Saturday night. I know that tonight's the grand reopening where all the fans are going to be back in the stands. And I know some people are going to accuse me of jinxing the Mariners here. Jinxes aren't real. There's no such thing as witchcraft. This is a great sacrificial lamb to have as the return, the official return to full live sports happens tonight. The Texas Rangers, for whatever reason, are a team that the Mariners have a lot of success against. So if you're going to the series this weekend have a lot of fun i'll be there on saturday look for a pasty man with giant eyebrows say hi i would love to meet some of you guys before we went to break at the end of danny and gallant i brought up something that has to do with mariners disrespect and i'm not gonna lie it actually made me mad and i think this is a sign that the team is heading in the right direction when you see power rankings for baseball, you do have to take them with a grain of salt. Most baseball writers are focusing on a very select few teams. They're focusing on the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Dodgers, I guess the Astros now, the teams that have the most national appeal. So maybe you can't fault them when... They put together Powell rankings, and they're a little disrespectful towards some of the teams in the back of the classroom. But the Mariners, who are now 8-5-2 and two in series against teams who have a winning record, this is a team that actually went down in ESPN's power rankings. They fell, and I get it. These were put up 4 in the morning on Thursday before the Mariners were able to finish out taking 2-3 of three from the Toronto Blue Jays, but they fell in the power rankings from 15 to 18. And I'm actually mad about this. It's disrespect. And I'm curious as to if you're on my level here, where we're actually at a point right now where we look at this team that struggled for so long, hasn't been in the playoffs in 20 years, has a lineup that's very very sporadic with its output, though recently it's looked pretty good and has obviously some questions in the bullpen outside of Kendall Graveman and um, now Paul Sewald. So you look at this team and you realize, yeah, they're not that good, but they're good and they deserve a little bit of respect. They are dropping in the power rankings after winning two road series against a team that will be in the playoffs in the White Sox and a team that made the playoffs last year that has one of the best lineups in baseball in the Blue Jays. By the way, the White Sox dropped from 4-7. to seven. The Blue Jays rose from 14-11. to 11. Mariners beat both of those two teams on the road. What's up with that? 
So that's something I want you to, I guess, pick on the bone of. Talk to yourself about this. Are you at a point right now where you're going to get worked up about disrespect shown towards the Seattle Mariners? Text it in 710-710 on the most interactive sports talk show. We had a really interesting conversation with Jerry DePoto on yesterday's Danny and Gallant program and on yesterday's Jerry DePoto show. Make sure you are subscribed to the Danny and Gallant podcast. That way you can check it out in case you missed it. He had some interesting comments just about the future of this Mariners team. I asked him about how aggressive they'll be this offseason. You just played a team in the Toronto Blue Jays who is in the midst of a rebuild but is not afraid to spend big bucks. They signed George Springer to a big contract this past offseason, and they signed Marcus Simeon to a big short-term rental contract. Are the Mariners about to do this? Absolutely, in a word. The only way you can do this is by first identifying where it's best to spend that that money and how you can go out and fill the void. Until you go through the, the, the laying of the foundation, you don't really know who is going to take the extra year, who is going to stumble and fall, where do you need to fill in. And like this iteration of the Blue Jays, and like I talked about with teams like the, the Braves and Mets from years gone by, those teams always went out and added the piece, whether it be you know Gary Carter and Keith Hernandez for the Mets or Terry Pendleton and Greg Maddox for the Braves. When it's time and you know where you're adding, that's when you go fire your bullets. And, and we feel like that's coming for us this offseason, and we're very excited for it. I'm excited for it, too. I'm a little skeptical, like you guys are, because you have to have questions about just how committed maybe Mariners' ownership is right now to turning that corner. It's fair to do that. I mean, if you take a look at just the past couple of years and some of the struggles that you have seen, I can understand why Mariners' ownership might say, wait, no, we're not, we're not going to spend big until we're right around the corner. But... If Jerry wants that, Jerry DePoto wants that this offseason, I feel like the green light should be given to him. But I was curious, really, more than anything in our conversation with Jerry DePoto, not about whether or not they might spend this coming offseason. They say they might, but that's a, that's a wait-and-see kind of deal. When I compared the Mariners' rebuild to that of the Blue Jays, Jerry said something really interesting, and I'm not sure I 100% agree. I think that we've always viewed ourselves as about a year behind the Blue Jays, <laughs> as a, because roughly that's about when we started. And, you know, we have uh, similarly, when the Blue Jays started their rebuild, they did it with some premium prospects in the minor leagues, guys like Vlad and Bo Bichette and, and Kevin Biggio, et cetera. Uh, and they still have a couple that that are on the way. Guys like guys like Martin and Pearson, and there's there's they've done a really nice job of building up those layers, and we feel like that's happening for us too. So while I feel this Mariners team is being disrespected nationally, and some of you guys are texting in, Paul, get used to it. We deal with this with the Seahawks too. Fair point. But they're a year behind the Blue Jays. And I know, you take a look at both of their records and the standings, and it's pretty similar. They have a better record, the Mariners do, than the Toronto Blue Jays. They took 2-3 or three on the road. 
although it's in Buffalo, so it's not really on the road. But to be just a year behind a team that, first off, has who will be, I I believe, the American League MVP in Vladimir Guerrero Jr., his batting averages. He's got a chance to win the Triple Crown. I mean, he's 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 got a, a ridiculous batting average right now. He's hitting a ton of home runs, ton of runs batted in as well. He's got a legit chance for that and for the MVP. Bo Bichette, really good shortstop. Kevin Biggio is the one where you look at it and you're like, okay, he's a, he's a he's a solid player, but solid is more than you got out of Jared Kelnick in his first go round in the majors. A year behind. Those young players for the Blue Jays are getting close to 1,000 at-bats. For the Mariners, we still haven't even seen Julio Rodriguez, the second chosen one, and Jared Kelnick's first, what, 90 or so at-bats were tough to watch. A year away, a year behind Toronto, and that lineup, which is one of the most fearsome in baseball, I can't go that far. I want to. But I feel like it might be a closer to a year or two years away because I can't see the Mariners overnight going into next season becoming top of the league awesome at anything, specifically hitting. I just can't see it happening in one offseason. Maybe I'll be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But that is a really tough gap to leap over. You're not evil Knievel here but I hope that you are. 710-710. Some good texts thus far. We'll get to more of them and your phone calls. How are you feeling currently right now about the Mariners? Are they at a point where you can feel disrespect? You're allowed to complain about the disrespect? And are they truly a year behind the Blue Jays' rebuild? We'll hear from you in just a couple of minutes on the most interactive sports talk show in Seattle. One that you can watch, 710sports.com slash video. You can listen on your smart speaker or on the 710 app. This hour of the Paul Gallant Show is brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. It's 1010. That means it's time for What's Trending. Brought to you by King's Heating and Air with Maura Dooley. Good morning, afternoon. Maura Dooley, how are you now? Oh, I'm wonderful. Getting ready to head to the ballpark on 4th of July. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm really curious as to how many people are showing up this weekend. I feel like we are going to get quite a rowdy atmosphere, which I think is good. That's the thing I've missed the most. Well, and the weather's balanced out again now. Yes. So hot to start the week. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? (laughs) Wouldn't it be just so Mariners luck had things opened up last weekend and it's a million thousand degrees outside? I mean, my goodness, my apartment is still hot from last weekend. Like, I haven't figured out how to get all the air out. It still says 85 on my thermostat. And I I, I'm, I got to the point last night where I said, you know what? I'm just going to buy an air conditioning. I'm going to buy a portable unit. I'm going to be one of those. I'm going to quit. Sorry. I'm a coward. I need air conditioning. I don't blame you. I don't think it makes you a coward. It, it Enjoy makes, your air conditioning. It makes me feel, it makes me feel like one. <laughs> I, you know, because I, I I was in Houston. It's so hot there. You're like, yeah, I'm tough. I can deal with the heat. Nope, I can't. I'm 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 a wuss. <laughs> All right. Well, we have to talk about some not so fun stuff. Yeah, this is yeah. this stinks. This <laughs> the really stinks. NFL concluded their quote unquote investigation into the Washington Football Team's toxic workplace culture and claims of sexual harassment by over 40 women 
who worked there. Um, I guess you can call it an investigation, but apparently once they finished, they didn't even have a written report, whereas with Deflategate, they had over 200 pages. Um, They just gave an oral summary to the NFL, and apparently they said the investigation did not seek to confirm any specific allegations. So I don't know what they were trying to do, but uh, Daniel Snyder pretty much got a slap on the list. He is voluntary, voluntarily turning over ownership to his wife, Tanya, for at least the next few months. Right. And then he's been fined $10 million, which he's worth billions, and that will go to charity. Goodell has to approve Snyder to go back into that top dog ownership role. But if it's family, I mean, Daniel Snyder can still have input on the day-to-day operations of the team. Yeah, I mean, his wife said she was horrified to find out these things were going on at their business, whatever you want to call it, their company. But it, her husband was personally accused by two women and had a settlement years earlier with another one. So I find it hard to believe. All reports are, I think Wyman's told me a story before about how someone that he knows had an interaction with Dan Snyder and then was told not to make eye contact with him anymore. I, it's not like she is not aware that he's not a great person. I have a hard time believing she is going to be any better. Very hard to walk away from all that money when that is your significant other. So, yeah, I don't have a great deal of respect for anybody involved here. Here's something you need to know about with Dan Snyder. There's so many allegations against him. It is really striking that NFL owners did not put pressure to push him out. But then you think about it, NFL owners probably have lots of other skeletons in their closet. and They were probably pretty nervous when Jerry Richardson was encouraged to step down. David Tepper takes over with the Carolina Panthers. This detail, you need to remember this about Daniel Snyder, however you feel about the situation. He essentially filmed non-consensual porn of some of the cheerleaders on his team. And these cheerleaders bake crap like they don't make any money they have ridiculous hours and then on top of that they are subjected to per brad baker a former washington team employee having seeing that the people then at in charge were putting together a special project that we need to get done for the owner he needs us to get the good bits of the behind the scenes video from the cheerleader shoot onto a dvd for him Baker witnessed some of the editing process, said the video was burned onto a DVD labeled, quote, for executive meeting, end quote. The Post said, the Washington Post, has a copy of the film. Snyder has yet to comment on that. Snyder is more creepy than Jerry Richardson, who was famous, infamous for telling some of his co, excuse me, some of his employees, I like the way you wiggle in those jeans, which is so weird. Snyder is so much worse. He's a bad owner that's driven a successful franchise into the ground. I wouldn't look Daniel Snyder in the eyes because I don't respect him. I I feel like he is a human being that stumbled into an amazing situation and also found a way to screw it up but also be a terrible person along the way. And it's really frustrating that no one across the NFL has the stones to try to force him out. Seems like this would be a really easy move to make. And I know that there are some people that are going to say, well, that, you know, that's his property. That's his team. The NFL is a corporation. There are essentially 32 board members here, and they could easily force that guy out if they wanted to. They did it with Jerry Richardson. They could. They really could. 
we saw it happen in the NBA with with Sterling. Right. He got cornered. He got circled. And look, he didn't have much defense because no one liked him at all. But who likes Daniel Snyder? No one. Right. I mean, he is a he is a black eye on the league right now, and he's going nowhere. And this punishment is ridiculous. And you brought up the giant de- Deflate Gate report. I mean, the NFL looked into Ray Rice, and that they spent two years in court battling that. Right. And, and, and this, they did an investigation where apparently they didn't even need. They weren't looking for a conclusion. They just investigated to investigate. Daniel Snyder is a giant creep. Period. But you could continue that sentence for a very long period of time. And I'm... It's embarrassing that a league that I love so much, the product on the field, can be just so embarrassingly backwards off the field. But that's what happens when you're a bunch of rich dudes. You can really do whatever you want. I'm Paul Gallant. This is the Paul Gallant Show. That is what's trending with more Dooley. Brought to you by King's Heating and Air every single morning afternoon at 1010-206-421-3776. A couple of things on the table here. First off, is it possible to feel disrespect towards the Mariners right now? Is that actually something that is allowed? You can be mad about disrespect towards the Mariners. I'm feeling it. Also, are the Mariners truly a year behind the Toronto Blue Jays rebuild? 206-421-3776-710-710 is the Mac and Jack's Brewing Company text line. Tweet me at Galan says, it's your chance to be heard. Your voice, your opinions. It's time to be heard. Every day at 1015 with Paul Galant. Be heard. 710-710. You have to be respected before you can be disrespected. That's true. But I think what the Mariners have done in the first half of the season, at the very least, merits some respect. If the Toronto Blue Jays, who have an amazing lineup, are being looked at one way, okay, I I understand why they might be looked at as a team that's better than the Mariners. How about the Yankees? I mean, they are having just a catastrophically bad season, and I've said multiple times this year, well, eventually they'll probably figure it out. Eventually they'll probably figure it out. That's probably my just, I watch baseball, have for a long period of time, bias, based off of the past. Sort of confirmation bias. Oh, yeah, well, the Yankees, I mean, they're always there, so, you know, what you see right now, they'll figure it out eventually. Well, the Mariners have been better than the Yankees this year. The Mariners actually show up for series against good teams. The Mariners haven't had any choke jobs where they're up by, what, seven runs in the ninth inning and they blow it. Now, of course, they've had some bad moments this year, but I think a little more respect shown the Mariners' way is actually merited with what they've done thus far this year. They are 8-5-2 in series against plus 500 teams. And while they have a lot of series left, I mean a lot, against plus 500 teams, specifically in the American League West. They they have not played the Astros or A's a whole lot. I look at them and I feel that there's a chance that they could keep this up. It's just a chance, though. 710-710 on the Mac and Jack's Brewing Company text line. And it's about the power rankings. Some person says, hey, yeah, you don't, you don't pay any attention to the power rankings. You're right, you shouldn't. Power rankings, anyone can make power rankings. I could put power rankings together. And I'm sure that... It would be slightly better at ESPN from somebody who's putting together an entirety of baseball power rankings, but anyone can make power rankings. 
once you get past generally the first five, six teams in any sport, baseball, basketball, football, you will eventually start just plugging teams in in spots where eh, it doesn't really matter. And I guess that's what they were looking at when they dropped the Mariners three spots. But they dropped the Mariners three spots in a week where they did very well. 710-710 on the Mac and Jacks Brewing Company text line. Haven't made the playoffs in 20 years. It doesn't, yeah, doesn't give us the right to complain about power rankings. Yeah, I know. I know, but come on. At least give us, give us some sort of short-term temporary prize. The other question that I have, hey, are you really a year behind the Toronto Blue Jays? I don't think you are. Two years is probably more realistic. you got to get those young players some more seasoning. Text, the Mariners are overachieving like they did at the start of the 2019 season. That run differential says it all. Regression is likely in the near future. Glad they're currently doing well, but it's the Mariners, Paul, writes another texter. They will fade down the stretch. Yeah. Yeah. I understand those signs, lines of thinking, and, 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 and that's something that makes me really wonder about the ability of the Mariners to keep this up. Just history, but also you, you, you be honest with yourself, look at yourself in the mirror. They're overachieving. I, I don't think you want to kid yourself in the offseason and, and believe, hey, this is it. You want to, if you're going to make any moves, they all have to be long-term kind of moves. 206-421-3776. That is how you call in to the Paul Galancho, the most interactive sports talk show in Seattle. Robert is in Kingsgate. Robert, what's going on? Hey, uh, Paul, um, thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to rehash something I've said before. This year at the Mariners, why we're a year behind, I really don't mind. You know, I really don't care because it's next year right. that I can expect them to catch up. And if we're only a year behind the Blue Jays, considering that we haven't really spent anything in free agency, I'd say we're on the right track. Really and truthfully, the question comes down to it, and you guys haven't touched it yet, is service the right GM for the coach? The, you know, the, the coach right for the GM. For the, you know, for the, the Mariners to carry us on on that further adventure of making the playoffs. Do, do you think service is really that big of a detriment? I mean, I, I, I honestly think that when it comes down to it, managers don't have that kind of an impact in baseball the same way that they are viewed to in football. And I, and I would point to the Yankee sure. situation right now. I mean, Aaron Boone is not a great manager, but the Yankee struggles are not Aaron Boone's fault. The Yankee struggles are the fault of the players. I think Hal Steinbrenner is actually right when he said that. I, I, I think right now, Robert, I think that Scott Service is, is honestly the least of your issues right now, even if you think he is an issue. You know, I feel like something that you've brought up a couple of times before when you've called in, are they going to really be willing to spend that money when they have a couple of years ago, but it didn't work out so well? You know, I can understand why ownership maybe looks at this and they're like, all right, we got to be a little hesitant here. But Jerry DePoto, he's, he's saying he wants them to be aggressive and assuming that he's extended. I mean, I, I feel like they should give him that opportunity. But has, the, has Jerry DePoto already asked and have they denied him? Have you guys ever like found that out? You know, La- last week when, when I asked Jerry about his contract situation, he said he wants to be here. That's all I no, know no, about no, no, it right sir. now. I, I didn't what do you mean? mean that. I didn't mean about extend, extension of Jerry and uh, service. I mean about when I've heard and I've read um, on the newspapers and online, I don't know if it's true or not, that Jerry's actually asked, hey, can we go after this guy? You know, you know I'm not. 
don't remember who he was looking at or whatever. I I, I, I think I, I know what you're talking about, and and, and I, I believe I've read the exact same thing there. And and yeah, that's 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 the problem. But the good news is, at the very least, we are hearing publicly that he is asked. And that, I think, would put a little bit more pressure on ownership going forward next time the Mariners have an opportunity. Robert, always appreciate the phone calls. Always an interesting perspective. 206-421-3776. We'll hear from more of you guys. 1045 and continue this conversation. Are the Mariners really a year behind the Blue Jays' rebuild? Is that really true? And are they being disrespected? Are we finally allowed to say they're disrespected? Up next, the great Dave Wyman's going to join me for some Friday fun. I'm Paul Galan. It's the Paul Galan Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. It's 10.30, and that means it's time to get in the sports pit. In the pit where all that stuff goes down, and if you don't have some freaking toughness, you're going to get your, you're going you're to fail. With Paul Galan. And into the pits I go with the great Dave Wyman of Wyman and Bob, which you'll hear later this afternoon. Wyman, you pumped for this fully crowded ballpark at T-Mobile tonight? I am. I was just telling Mara. I'm not. Well, I guess I said I was nervous. I'm not really nervous. I'm just kind of excited about it because it's been like a year and a half since I've been anywhere that wasn't like a small group, you know. So yeah, it'll it'll be cool to get get back to uh, the way it was, and yeah, and it'll get us ready for football and all that stuff. Yes. So very cool. And you guys are out at the ballpark today, and I hear you guys have a ton of Mariner players stopping by. Yeah, we uh, we're going to be broadcasting from Edgar's, and like we have been for the last several years. And then, you know, we're going to have J.P. Crawford, uh, nice. Cr- Chris Flexen, Ty France, Jake Bowers. So wow, yeah. okay. And then uh, Trevor Gooby also. <laughs> who I love Trevor's name, but uh, he came on with us one time. When we went out there, and he's the ballpark operations VP. So he's going to talk about opening up and just all the you know just a. A big advertisement for people to get out to the ballpark. It's a beautiful stadium. Yes. It's really fun. I, I always say this. I'm not in my dating years, Paul, but uh, I think it's a great date to go to a baseball game where you know you can sit and talk. It's beautiful. There's lots of great food. So, yeah, get on out a- to the actually, ballpark. I'm actually taking a date to the game on Saturday. Look at you. Yeah. Wow. So uh, I, I agree with you. The first time I went to T-Mobile Park since moving here was a couple of weeks ago. And walking around and some of the options that you have here. I know this is going to sound like a PSI. No, it, it, this, is, this is something else, this ballpark. So I'm really excited to get back out there. And I'm curious as to how you're feeling about this team, Dave, because you've been, you've been watching them for a long time. And we all know that sometimes the, the shoe drops with them. And yet, here they are having won two series on the road against playoff-caliber American League teams. One of them, now the Blue Jays, with a, with a really great lineup. Yeah. Uh, how... Are they going to be able to keep this up? There's there's a part of me that's just waiting for that other shoe to drop still because of everyone telling me that it's going to happen, Paul. It's going to happen. I know. I, I keep waiting for it, too, and I keep thinking about the 2019 season where they were 13-2 and two and everybody was like, eh, this isn't sustainable. It's a word that Bob uses a lot, and uh, it's a good question. I mean, is it sustainable that they're able to keep winning their four games above 500? I, I, I think service is doing a really good job. Uh, I think the guys that they need to step up are stepping up. And, you know, some of the guys like Flexen, you know, I was just kind of reading through his history and we've heard all about him and everything. But when you put the whole thing together and think about, you know, how, 
you know, he went through, he had a couple of different surgeries. I think he had a knee surgery and Tommy John. Uh, he gets designated for assignment with the Mets, goes to the Korean baseball organization, and then gets signed to a two-year contract from the Mariners. Uh, so, I mean, he, he's, he lost a bunch of weight, and this guy's just been all over the place, and yet he's settling in really nicely. So, I don't know. I, I think it is sustainable. I think the way that they're winning these games, you know, we were like, well, is it luck sometimes? You know, this whole, and the question was posed, does this, you know, putting the guy on second base, you know, has that, you know, been an advantage for them? Well, no, because the other team gets to put a, a guy True. on second base too in these extra inning games and they're winning them. So I just think it's good management by, um, by Scott Service, and then these guys are starting to improve and play together. It's just, it's a really fun team to watch. Dave Wyman with me in the sports pit, and Wyman and Bob, they're going to be out at T Mobile Park at Edgar's this afternoon. It's going to be a star studded event. You say Kikuchi's the guy who excites me the most. And, Same. You know, as you, you, you played this sport, and I, I know that as an athlete, you go through downs and you go through ups, and it's really been impressive to see Kikuchi finally put it all together. It cannot be easy to come from overseas, not speaking the native language, and having perhaps things in your family that you can't really yeah. address because you're far away from it. And, of course, you have the pandemic last year, too. Whatever it's been this season that's helped him put it all together, I'm, I'm really happy for him. I think he's the player I'm most excited about right now. Because uh, we talked about it on our show yesterday. When he struck out Springer yesterday, he had kind of a fist pump and kind of a nastiness, like a dog, you know, <laughs> you say, D-A-W-G. Yes. Uh, a- attitude afterwards. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think that's been the, the thing for him. You mentioned, I mean, not speaking the language. Uh, he had a son. He lost his father, which was yeah. really tough for him. So he w- he's gone through some tough times, and now he has just uh, persevered through it and Man, he, uh, I mean, some of the pitches, he hit 99 yesterday, really impressive. And I think more than anything, it's more about his attitude. Like, he owns it. And, like, he's, I always say this, I've said this about Ethan Posick, who's the center for the Seahawks, that he needs to grab the job by the throat and make it his. And that's what I think he has done. And he's, he's their ace right now. He absolutely is. One football topic to get to, and unfortunately, Dave, this is the biggest story in football today. It's that's the investigation into Washington football team for a workplace that at the very least was creepy, if not completely toxic, only resulted in Daniel Snyder essentially handing the reins over to the team to his wife and being slapped on the wrist with a $10 million fine. We don't even get to see any details about the investigation that they made into the team where we saw a, what, 300-page report into the witch hunt against Tom Brady a couple of years ago what do you make of what's going on and specifically that Daniel Snyder of all people is a guy despite being I think a bad owner not being good with operating the Washington football team who he's run into the ground and then on top of that just being creepy at best I, I, I can't believe that the league has not in some way shape or form tried to oust him yeah I it's funny. He's kind of, in my mind, sort of faded away. And like, I guess if he was going to still remain the owner, then I guess the way that he's doing it is, you know, I mean, as long as we hear less and less about him and don't associate him with the Washington football team, I think the better. And, and you know, and I, Maura and I were talking, you know, I knew somebody that worked there. And he wasn't just a creep. He was not a nice guy and just kind of weird. I mean, 
he had a thing where he he didn't want anybody to greet him in the morning. There was a guy that worked there that I know that uh, he was he said good morning, Mr. Schneider, and then was later told by one of Schneider's handlers to not ever address him in the hallways again. You know, so just very strange guy, very weird situation. Whenever I think about that team, though, I always go back to a guy that I've known and sort of loved since I was at Stanford, and that's Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera was a linebacker at Cal, and I looked up to him. He's older than I am. And, uh, you know, he was a senior my sophomore year, and I just always respected him. And then you see what he's done, gone, having gone yeah. through beating cancer and just the way he's running that team. I feel like, you know, when you look at all these different franchises – you know who do you who do you think of? I mean, you think of Bill Belichick in New England, you know, and and I think in in Washington, I think it's going to become so dominant that it's all about Ron Rivera. So that was a good move. They changed the name, you know, all of that. I, I feel like it will it will go away for for from him, and it will start going sort of towards kind of like the Seahawks. I mean, it's it's Pete Carroll. That's what everybody thinks yeah. about. So, yeah, hopefully um, that will continue to happen. Yeah, that's a good point. And hopefully this is the last that we ever hear of him. Hearing him sound as if he is some sort of like snooty aristocrat, man, it just makes me happy that we were able to declare independence from the uh, evil empire of England back in the day and that we don't have to deal with any of this aristocracy crap anymore. At least we try not to anymore. <laughs> Dave Wyman, everybody. Dave, you have a, yourself a fun time at the ballpark tonight and a great Fourth of July, man. Okay, thanks for having me on. Same to you, buddy. See Wyman and Bob, everybody. It's going to be at Edgar's. Go out there, say hi to the guys, and I will be out there on Saturday. I'm so excited for the ballpark to fully open up. I can't believe it's been this long. And I hope that all of you guys are going to end up coming to the to the game this weekend. I'm really excited for that. Seriously, I, I know I sound like it's a PSA. No, I, I, I legitimately cannot wait to get to the ballpark. I'm Paul Gallant. It's the Paul Gallant Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. Are the Mariners really just a year behind the Toronto Blue Jays? Really just a year behind? Seriously? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. And also, are we now at a point where we can get mad about disrespect towards the Mariners? Because I think we are. It's the Paul Gallant Show, 710. You're listening to Paul Gallant. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Every day at 10 on 710 ESPN Seattle. The Mariners fell in the power rankings after taking two or three from the Blue Jays and taking two or three from the White Sox. I'm sorry, but I thought this was America. I thought that you were rewarded for success. And on this 4th of July weekend, it has me annoyed. And it has me feeling disrespected. And that's pretty cool, right? That we can actually say to ourselves, yeah, this is actual disrespect. Come on, 15 to 18? They're playing their best baseball right now. At least give them some respect while they're playing well, right? Come on now. 710-710 on the Mac and Jack's Brewing Company text line. Paul. Four playoff appearances in 40-plus years. Don't don't say that. Don't remind me of that sad thing at the ballpark where you only got the couple of banners up there. Don't, don't remind me of that. I don't want to look at that. I don't want to be reminded of that. Regardless of a record, we don't deserve respect. The Clippers of baseball, bro. And or uh, Broette. Come on. You're going to say that? You're going to put those vibes on this team this weekend? But I I understand where you're coming from. I think that what they have done this year, though, does merit a little bit of respect. If if you're one of the other teams across baseball, can you now afford to look at the Mariners and say, yep, 
chalk that up as a series victory. No, you can't. They have beaten winning teams in series, 8-5-2 and two, thus far this year. That doesn't look like a playoff team, that's for sure, but that's, that's pretty impressive. I saw those power rankings also, Paul, and yes, you're right. Disrespectful. Thank you. Listen, I will not trifle with disrespect this weekend. Nope, not this weekend. Remember when the British disrespected us? That was bogus. And you know what we did? We revolted. We can't really revolt against power rankings, though, unfortunately. I don't really know what we would do. Demand accountability. 206-421-3776. Our good buddy Robert in Kingston. Robert, what's going on? Robert. It's Robin in Kingston. Anyway, I, oh. I wanted to uh, just give my two bits here about how good I think the Porto and Service are doing. And I actually compare them as a team to Belichick uh, being back a New England guy too. One of the things that is not spoken of is the clubhouse and the ball team, uh, the club that they inherited, which was very, very talented. However, they didn't play very well together. And at the bottom of it was uh, King Felix, who set the the tone, the time, just everything. I mean, everything. It was King Felix, and that was it. Wait a second, Robin. I remember the last time you called in. You 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 weren't a you weren't a King Felix guy. What, what what's changed? I am not. No, it's a negative. It was a caustic clubhouse. Gotcha. No, that's not okay. my point. Every, everything they they inherited a real bad attitude team. And I watched all of the managers uh, since I got here in two thousand and eight. And I'll tell you that the teams before before the uh, Porto and Service got here, you could see it. They wanted to just get season under underway, and then they couldn't wait for the season to be over. It was the least competitive thing, and and they saw some good players here, but boy, the whole thing was just the whole thing. And and when Felix was counted upon to maybe win a game to get into a thing, he was playing in Toronto. I mean, he, he threw up. He was thrown up before he had to uh, to uh, to play the game, to pitch the game. And uh, Oakland won, okay, so that took it off of it. But the bottom line of the story is he could be counted upon to do nothing. He, but he was a gifted pitcher. He just had no backbone, that's all. And they had to get rid of that and winning team. And I, I just think the world of those two guys. So that's all. Robin, always a good time. I really like what they've done, too. And I've only been here for two years, but I I think it's interesting that Robin pointed that out. I know some people are going to disagree on the Felix Hernandez thing. I I, I honestly can't speak to the the commitment to winning or or the the backbone that this team had all those years ago. I can't. And I know some of you are probably texting and saying, Robin, why are you always taking shots at Felix? What I will say is this. They have done a really good job the last two years. And that deserves credit. That deserves a little bit of respect. Taking a look on Twitter, and we do have some news. And Maura, thank you for bringing this to my attention. This is, I think, a half measure. And I I think that ownership across sports and league management have really been exposed as being pathetic cowards over the last couple of days. Trevor Bauer has been placed on seven-day administrative leave, effective immediately per a baseball announcement. 
The league is continuing to collect information in their ongoing investigation concurrent with the Pasadena Police Department's active criminal investigation. This might be something that turns into indefinite administrative leave. It should be indefinite already. And this is at the very least good because Trevor Trevor Bauer was slated to start on Sunday despite all of those allegations against him coming out of the woodwork. And I mean, are you serious, baseball? I know, Rob Manfred, that you're more about memos and not actually about wielding the stick that you hold as the commissioner of baseball, but, like, do something. So this is something. At the very least, baseball's doing the bare minimum. And honestly, they're doing more than football when it comes to everything that's taking place with Daniel Snyder right now. But I don't want to end the show on that note. I don't. I just can't. The question, are the Mariners being disrespected right now? And also, are they just a year behind the Toronto Blue Jays? I don't know if they're just a year behind the Blue Jays, but I am leaning towards no. A text in 710-710 on the Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Text line, there's some funny checks. Remember when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? By the way, I, I know it was the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor. Don't do that. I'm just, you know, reading a quote from Animal House. Who would we be willing to trade at the deadline and who should be on the table? Who should be off the table? Kikuchi's off the table. Crawford's off the table. I don't think that they're going to take Mitch Hanniger off the table. I, I would if I were them. And obviously your prospects, I think, are off the table too. I am curious as to how they're going to operate. I, I don't want to be a big buyer at the trade deadline. And that's why when I look at Jerry DePoto's comments from yesterday and saying that they're a year behind Toronto, man, Toronto's lineup is so good. I, you're, you're, you're more than a year behind Toronto. Now, you might not be that far behind some of the other teams that are quasi-contenders in baseball. Maybe you're not that far behind the Rays or the A's or something like that. But when you look at the Blue Jays and that lineup that they have, I mean, that's one of the best lineups that, that we've seen in baseball in a couple of years. That's saying something because, I mean, the Yankees were good for a while. The Astros, of course, cheating or no cheating. That lineup, it's looking pretty good this year. And that Blue Jays lineup, man, it's, it's, it's really scary. A year behind, I'm not so sure. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. I really appreciate it. I hope that you guys have a wonderful weekend. I hope you go out to the ballpark to all of our callers who always call in, like Robin, Robert, and to our texters, and to our tweeters, and to Dave Wyman, and to Maura Dooley behind the glass. I am merely Paul Gallant. I love this country. I'm very proud of this country. It is great to celebrate it this weekend. We're not perfect. There are lots of things we could work on, but it's a great place to live. And I hope that you guys get to celebrate it in the way that you see fit and get out to the ballpark. Speaking of at the ballpark, Jake and Stacy are at Edgar's. They will take it away next.